Let's give the Lord some praise. Come on, let's give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Are there any victorious people in the house of the Lord here tonight? Washed in the blood of Jesus, living, overcoming lives. Let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord here tonight on this Wednesday night to be in God's presence with God's people. Amen. I'm thankful to be in church here tonight. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Joshua chapter 3. Amen. Joshua chapter 3 and beginning in verse number 1. Praise God. Joshua chapter 3 and verse number 1. The word of the Lord declares this. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way heretofore. Amen. You've never come to this place. They've been walking in circles for 40 years. The Bible continues, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. I could put it in my own understanding. Sanctify yourselves today, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you among you and I feel to talk to us tonight on this subject affecting your tomorrow affecting your tomorrow would you set down your Bibles and let's pray that God would speak to us I believe that God has a word in this for each and every one of us today that we would affect our tomorrow hallelujah Lord we love you we give you the glory and the honor and the praise Jesus I'm praying, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way throughout this house, God, that you would continue to work, hallelujah, that you would continue to bless your people, God. Anoint me to speak your word, God, and anoint us to have ears to hear and a heart to respond to your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments today. Affecting your tomorrow as we look through the entire book of exodus numbers leviticus and deuteronomy we find the children of israel have come up out of egyptian bondage and now they are wandering for 40 years in the wilderness what's interesting about that is that they could have gotten all the way from Egypt into the promised land in just under two weeks. I mean, it didn't have to be a long journey, but it became 
a long journey for them. And uh, I do believe that a lot of that was by divine design because God wanted them to learn the law and the commandments and to grow in their relationship with God. And uh, it didn't take hardly any time at all for God to get them out of Egypt. Just took a couple plagues and God got them out. But he spent the next 40 years trying to get Egypt out of them and training them and teaching them. And so they're wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Man, they're walking in circles. And I have thought to myself when I first got saved, what a bunch of idiots. Amen. That they would walk in circles for 40 years. You'd think that somebody would have walked by uh, their uncle's grave or grandpa's grave and thought, we've been here before. Amen. We've, we've come to this place before. We should stop taking these right turns and take a left somewhere. We ought, to, uh, we ought to stop going in circles like NASCAR and just get off on the next exit because we keep going in circles. And I thought that these people just were touched to the head in some way until I lived for God a little while and I found myself walking in circles. Don't leave the preacher up here by himself tonight. And I found myself walking by gravestones, and I thought to myself, I've been here before, and I just kept taking another right turn. Amen. And uh, come by a couple trials later, and I'm back in the same trial I was just in, and I, I just keep going through the cycle. And uh, I realized at that moment that this was not just a people of Israel condition. Uh, this was a people condition, and that we've all come to places like that. But there does come times of spiritual maturity where we finally get out of the cycle. Man, has anybody, uh, anybody ever been in a cycle they want to get out of? Amen. They've wanted God to help them get out of. Amen. This is the nation of Israel. They finally get to the place after 40 years that they want to get out of that cycle. They finally got a mindset change. In fact, the Bible says an entire generation had to die off because they did not believe God. They did not believe God that he was able to get them from where they were to where they needed to be. I don't have time to talk about it tonight, but church, there's one thing that we cannot risk, amen, to enter into the church building, and that is the spirit of unbelief. There's things you can do, and God can forgive you, and God will take you forward. There's things you can omit doing, and God will forgive you, and God will help take you forward. But when it comes to the spirit of unbelief, even Jesus did not do many mighty miracles there because of their unbelief. Uh, they could not enter in, the Bible says, because of their unbelief. We can have moments, uh, amen, where we're uncertain. We can have moments where we're just not sure. But in the whole, we've got to have faith and trust. Us, that God is able not only to just give us the promise, but God is able to perform that which he promised. And everybody said amen. They finally get to this place. They, they are done. Moses hands the baton off to Joshua. And now after 40 years, they're going to enter into the promised land. And in fact, in our text, the Bible tells us that they're standing at the Jordan River. They've now positioned themselves. They can The, the, the promise is just a, a stone's throw away. And I've always thought to myself, and it's intrigued me, that God did not have the people of God run straight over the Jordan River. 
It's always amazed me that for 40 years that there were not people that just thought to themselves, I have been wandering for far too long. I've got to get through this. I've got to move beyond it. Amen. I, I, I have a thought in my head that they're wandering for 40 years, and now they get to the brink. They get to the edge of the water. They're staring the promised land down. And Amen. There's Caleb that's just edging, ready to get a hold of his mountain. And, and then there's Joshua who's been there, and he's held the grapes in his hand. He's thinking, i got to get over to the other side. And I can imagine what they're thinking. Hurry up, God, and give us the word. Amen. But God decided to have them pause. And I want to talk about this pause for a little bit tonight. God had them pause because they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And as our text declares, he said, you have not come this way before. Amen. And, and you've never stepped foot this direction. And this is a different path. And this is a different way than you've ever gone before. And God said, I'm going to have you pause for just a moment. And I'm going to preach to some people tonight that uh, we often think that after all this time, uh, we should just hurry up and go and hurry up and get there. But often it's in those moments that God will hit the pause button. Uh, and it does not always make sense when God, uh, amen, says pause, uh, amen, but I want to preach to somebody uh, that when God hits the pause button, uh, it's him giving his people an opportunity to get prepared. Uh, it's God giving his people the grace to get ready uh, for what's fixing to happen, uh, amen. It's God saying, uh, I don't want you to just go and then wander for another 40 years, uh, but I want you to have your direction set to know what way you're about to go, uh, that if you could come to the edge, uh, if you just Pause for a moment uh, and get your bearings. Uh, you'll recognize we're about to go into places uh, that we never thought we could go into. Uh, we're about to walk in a dominion we never thought possible. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't always make sense when God pauses, especially when we are living in what we call today. When we are living in today, it's hard Amen. To accept God pausing. But when you think about the scriptures, there were many things that they were able to do in the pause that God gave them. First thing that I'd like to point out that they did when they had a momentary pause in what they call today is the Bible declares that they reaffirmed their beliefs. Amen. They made decisions they had to choose, amen, what direction they were going to go, if they were going to go over the Jordan or if they were going to stay where they were. Amen. They reaffirmed that they were the people of God. They reaffirmed their beliefs, amen, that God had called them out of Egypt into this promised land. Amen. They were leaving the wilderness today, amen, as God's people, and it would, no, it would do them no good tomorrow if they left today as God's people, but tomorrow they ended up as nothing but a pagan group of people on the other side of the water, amen. God does not allow us, amen, God does not want us, amen, to move forward only to lose who we were meant to be. God does not want us to go from a wilderness where we have served 
God. Amen. This is where some people, they cannot get out of the trial because God knows if I ever let them out of the trial that they'll just stop being what they're called to be. That if you ever get out of the trial, you'll stop being a prayerful person. If you ever get out of the trial, you'll stop being a giving person. If you ever get out of the trial, you'll stop being a church going person. If you ever get out of the trial, so God would rather let you wander for 40 years and die saved. Amen. Then get up out of the wilderness and die lost. Oh, hallelujah. God doesn't want us to go over and to grow and to change at the cost of becoming pagans and losing our identity in God. So they reaffirm their beliefs in this moment of pause. Amen. There's people that they don't like to take moments of pause and moments of rest. Amen. As was preached to us on Sunday, amen, there is a posture we need to enter into, and it's that posture of rest where we are seated with him. Amen. But it is in that moment of rest that we, we have to stare ourselves in the mirror, and we have to, we have to ask ourselves some real serious questions. Uh, amen. Who am I? Who am I meant to be? What has God called me to be? And we find ourselves, uh, amen, wrestling in those moments, uh, amen, over what we really believe and who we really are, uh, amen. But we can't just rush through those moments. We've got to really settle them in our hearts, amen. Church, amen, I'm excited about the future that God has for us, uh, amen. But I'm, I'm not looking to just jump into the future God has for us, uh, amen. If we lose the past of what we were called to be and we lose the promise of who we're called to be. I want to move forward in faith, uh, amen, knowing who I am, knowing whose I am. Amen, church. We're not looking to just grow and lose that apostolic distinctive. Uh, we want to grow and keep that apostolic distinctive because it's what makes us who we are. We're not called out of the world to go back in the world and become the world. We're called out of the world so we can go back as shining lights in the darkness to let them know that they can come out as well. Amen. They reaffirm their beliefs. We also find that they sent spies out. They, in this pause, this moment of pause, in between, amen, the wandering and the promise, amen, this in-between place, they sent spies out. They went and they were able to see what it took they were able to count the cost. They were able in this moment of pause to build patience and determination. Amen. As was preached to us, I felt the Holy Ghost on Sunday. I've been feeling this to preach this for a minute. But uh, that, that idea that we've got to build our patience and our determination that we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to do the will of God. Amen. Even if it takes some time, we're going to just keep pressing forward in the spirit. And there's some people that if they ever sit down to count the cost, they're not certain on whether or not they they want to pay the price, but the moment that you sit down and you count the cost and you see that there are giants in the land and there are troubles, but you also see that God has promised this to us, uh, amen, you use that patience and determination that you gain in the pause, amen, that when things start moving forward, uh, amen, you use that as a little bit of momentum, uh, amen, to keep on keeping on. If I could do it when nothing was happening, uh, I can do it when everything's happening. If I can, if I can keep the faith, uh, when it was hard to keep the faith, uh, I can keep the faith uh, when my faith is built up. That if I can fight right now in my today when nothing's happening, uh, I sure can fight when everything's working out for my good. 
You gotta, you gotta learn the patience uh, to endure in the middle of the pause. Uh, you gotta learn, uh, amen, to be able to have determination uh, when everything's trying to shut you down and hold you back uh, and tell you it isn't gonna happen. Uh, you gotta have the faith uh, to say, God said it, uh, I believe it, uh, and that's enough for me. If you can do that in today, uh, I want to preach to somebody, uh, tomorrow's no problem. Uh, if you can serve God when it's difficult, uh, you can serve God when it's easy, uh, when everything's working out. Somebody ought to lift up their hands and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The Bible declares that God then told them, amen, that they, they were commanded uh, by the, the leaders, amen, that the people were to follow the ark of God. Amen. It was in this pause. What do you do? What do you do in those moments of uncertainty and in those moments of pause? You learn in those moments to follow God. All of these, they seem just so subtle, but all of these were lessons they were going to need in the promised land. Amen. These are lessons that we have to learn before things work out for our good. Amen. That if we can follow God in this moment of pause where things are not rolling forward and things are not always happening, if we can learn to follow God in those moments, it will be a lot easier, amen, to know the voice of God, amen, when we get to the other side. Amen. Then we find that they were to position the ark of God. They were, to, they were to follow it wherever it went. Amen. They had to learn. Amen. It had to be 2,000 cubits in front of them, and they couldn't get ahead of God, and they couldn't get too far behind God. But then there came a point where the ark was to be placed. Amen. It was to be stationary for a moment, and that's where they were to rest. Uh, they had to position the ark of God uh, before they could move forward. Uh, amen. I want to preach to somebody, uh, amen, that, that before we get to tomorrow, while we're still in what we call today uh, we've got to position the the ark of god we've got to position the spirit of god uh, amen i want to preach to us in the 21st century in 2022 that we've got to put god back where he belongs Amen. We've got to put God back where he belongs. Amen. And we don't put God where he belongs when things are rolling and things are happening. We put it when everything's paused around us. Where do we put God? Do we put him at the back of everything, at the end of everything? Is God an afterthought or is God the very first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? Is God a secondary cause or is he the primary cause of everything you are and everything you do? The the ark of God has got to become front and center. Amen. I don't want the ark of God to be behind me. I don't want the ark of God to be beside me. I want the ark of God to be ahead of me. That wherever the ark of God is going, that's where my family's going. Wherever the presence of God's going, that's where my family's going. I want God to be the center. I want God to be in front. I want God to be the leader and not behind. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're going to learn that, you got to learn it in those solitary moments. If you're going to learn that, you got to learn it in the hard times. If you're going to learn that, you don't learn it when you get to the promised land. It's too late when you get to the promised land. you got to learn it when you're in a pause, when nothing's moving, nothing's happening, and you're in between the wilderness and everything God has for you. you got to learn to put God back where he belongs. Somebody ought to clap your hands. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to pray. I'm almost done preaching, but...
Come on, let's pray for just a few moments. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's pray for a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's some folks that you feel like life's paused on you. God's paused on you. Things around you have paused on you. Uh, amen. But I want to help you here today. Uh, amen. That God, uh, amen, is working on you and I, uh, helping develop us. Uh, amen. God doesn't want us to move forward without him. Uh, God wants us to put the ark of God back in the front. Uh, it's all about Jesus. Uh, Jesus has got to be number one. Uh, it's all about the word of God, the kingdom of God, the spirit of God. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then finally, the word of the Lord declares that God told them through the, through the man of God, Joshua, that they were to sanctify themselves in the pause, in the today, before it happened. They were not only to position the ark of God in front of them, but they were to change their posture before God. They had to change their own posture. Amen. Putting God in the first place, amen, is a great thing to do. It's something we have to do. It's necessary. Amen. But but you can do that, amen, in, in, in the outward, amen, and you can show it forth to be something you're doing, but there comes something on the internal where you change the posture that you have, amen, where they, there goes this, I, I, I'm not just going to do it in lip service, but now I'm going to do it from my heart, uh, and you start positioning and posturing yourself, uh, amen, that the ark of God's first, but it's not just first in its deed, but it's first in my life, it's first in my heart, it's first in my mind, uh, that you start posturing yourselves uh, and positioning yourself, uh, amen, around the ark of God. You position and posture your family. You position and you posture yourself, not in a place of doubt, but in a place of faith, uh, that God is going to be the leader of my life. God's going to be the Lord of my life. Uh, and you start putting yourself, uh, and the Bible says uh, you've got to sanctify yourself today, uh, but there's a direct correlation uh, between you sanctifying yourself today and what I'm fixing to do tomorrow. Uh, there is a direct connection between what you do today uh, and what happens tomorrow. I came to preach to somebody. Uh, amen. God said, I'm going to pause you today for you to get some of these lessons because uh, what you are doing in this moment today, uh, positioning the ark and following the ark and amen and, and allowing yourself uh, amen to reaffirm what you really believe uh, in this moment between things happening. Uh, amen. God was letting them know that what you are doing today uh, has a direct connection on tomorrow. Uh, amen. I came to preach to a postmodern generation that thinks that today has no impact on tomorrow that the little bit of today does not affect tomorrow I've come to let you know that's a lie from hell that everything you do today has a direct connection to your tomorrow did you know that what you are doing for God today has a direct connection and correlation to the miracles that we will see tomorrow he said, if you will sanctify yourself today, I will do the miracle among you tomorrow. That if you will get yourself posture before me correctly, amen, that the favor of God's going to flow. I came to preach to somebody that if we can get ourselves right in this moment, amen, where we are as a church and as a people, I came to preach prophetically to somebody that if we can posture ourselves correctly in this moment and in this season after the great word that we heard, amen, on 
Sunday. Uh, if we can posture ourselves, uh, I've come to preach to somebody uh, that there is miracles coming. Uh, there are signs coming. Uh, there are wonders coming. Somebody ought to give God praise. Come on. Come on, how we posture ourselves today makes a difference on tomorrow. What we are doing in this season makes a difference on next season. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray in this house. Come on, let's pray all across this building. Come on, there's a direct connection between your today, your actions today, and your what you reap tomorrow, what you sow today, and what you reap tomorrow. Hallelujah. Their po this posturing before God mattered. Amen. Can I help somebody? Your posture before God matters. Amen. Humility before God matters. Faith before God matters. Amen. Uh, not, not just when everything. When it, listen, we can shout when everybody's shouting. That makes a, that makes a great service. But I want to tell you what really makes a difference is when ain't nobody shouting and you got to shout in your spirit and you let it out. Amen. When nothing's happening but you got the faith that everything's going to happen. When you can see the vision, amen, of what God wants to do with your family, what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do with your ministry, what God wants to do with your church, and you start seeing seeing what can be. Uh, I want to preach to somebody that if you can see it before you cross over to the other side, uh, amen, you got yourself, uh, amen, in a position for the miraculous where, amen, I'm ready for it. Uh, I, God, just part those waters. Uh, God, I'm ready to go over the Jordan today. Uh, but, God, if it doesn't happen until tomorrow, uh, I'll be ready when it happens. Uh, amen, if I can get myself in the right posture, uh, amen, something I do today uh, is going to make something happen tomorrow. If we're not careful, we can become so focused on today that we miss our potential or dominion potential for tomorrow. Amen. Where you are is not where you, are all, where, where you will always be. Let me say that again. Where you are today is not where you, are, where you will always be. Amen. Let me help somebody understand what I mean by that. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Hallelujah. I've seen people do this. They, they marry a temporary person and make it permanent. Hallelujah. And uh, they end up in that situation, and it, isn't, it just doesn't end well. Amen. They make certain decisions when they are low in faith. Amen. But I want to help you today that we've got to be postured correctly. Uh, amen. That we are not just thinking about today. Uh, there's a whole world out there. Amen. That, that uses phrase like you only live once. Uh, amen. And, and it's live for today. And it's all about today. And I get it. Uh, there, there's another element there. The Bible says no man is promised tomorrow. Uh, Jesus could split the sky tonight, uh, but I, I'm living for God in such a way that if God doesn't come back for 30 years, uh, I still got a 30-year plan to live for God. Because, uh, amen, what you do today affects your tomorrow. Uh, amen, I want to help you today. If you aren't living for God today, there's a high probability you won't live for God tomorrow. So you might as well make the decision, God, I'm going to affect my eternity today. I'm going to affect my eternity right now. Uh, amen, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to live like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to serve God like there is a tomorrow. But I'm going to live for God today so I can see miracles tomorrow. So I can see signs and wonders and glory and blessings and favor. Uh, amen. I don't want to just live for today as if today doesn't matter. Uh, I want to live today for God like it's about to change eternity for somebody. I want to live today uh, like it's about to change the destiny uh, and the destination for an entire region. Somebody ought to praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our voice. Let's lift up our voice. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's pray. 
Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. Don't let the world trick you. Don't let the world trick you into thinking that today has no connection to tomorrow. Today has every connection to tomorrow. Amen. What we do today is what we will do, what we will most likely do tomorrow. Amen. It will, it will not change anything. But if we can make decisions today, amen, for the sake of tomorrow, we will see growth. We will see favor. We will see miracles. Hallelujah. Let's, feel, let's pray for just a moment. I feel Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Church, we must not look for instant gratification. Our world is surrounded by instant gratification. Direct messages, instant messages, text messages. Now, 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 now. Amen, our world's so pushed that everything has to happen now. But the greatest things took time. They take time, Amen. There are so many things that you and I will do in our lives that we will not see the immediate impact. But over time, it will compound and it will forever change tomorrow. Amen. It's, it's, I use this example, but it's like if you, if you were overweight, you went to the gym, you show up one day, nothing has changed. You show up two days, nothing's changed. Maybe a week or two, still no changes. But if you keep doing it, eventually you'll start to see a change. Amen. You start changing the way you eat. You start changing the way you live. You start changing your activity level. Amen. It may not show forth today, but I want to tell you how you live today affects tomorrow. The same is true in reverse. If you just eat nothing but cheeseburgers after cheeseburger after cheeseburger, you might be healthy today, but in 20 years, you'll have heart failure. Amen. There's some people that cannot see the connection. Amen. I, I, I know what this is because, amen, previous generations, were really good at looking at what they were doing today and they looked down the road of how this was going to affect it. Amen. Many people don't understand that this is why many of our apostolic elders drew lines where they drew lines. It was not just for the today, but they looked down and said, what are my grandkids going to look like? What are my great-grandkids going to, are they going to even be in church? Are they going to be serving God? And they looked at things as they came that you and I were saying are no big deal today. Amen. But they looked down the road and they saw things as what they would become, not even knowing how bad they actually would become. And they drew a line in the sand. Why? Because they were living there today in holiness, in sanctification. They were living with a prayer life. Amen. Saying, God, amen, you might come back tonight, but if you don't, amen, we want to have a church where great-grandkids can be saved. We want to have a kind of church, amen, where future generations can live for God. Amen. The way the Bible says it. Oh, somebody else stand and clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. Come on, there's a compounding interest from today. Somebody pray in this house. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's pray all across this house. Come on, there's compounding interest from tonight's service. Amen, that you may not see it today, but you'll see it in the next couple days. There are compounding things from the last year that you may not see it today, but you'll see it in the next couple days. Amen, that in your tomorrow, whenever tomorrow shows up, you're going to see the glory of the Lord descend. You're going to see miracles in your life. Hallelujah. Church, what we did on Sunday is already going to make an eternal impact on our tomorrow. 
Now, it's easy to have a moment. Listen, we had an exciting time. We shouted. We praised God. And I never want to deter from that or take away from that. Amen. I, I love shouting. I love getting excited. Amen. I don't want to demotivate anybody. I want to motivate you. I want to get excited with you. But there's some folks that they get caught up in excitement. And that's where they try to live. You can't live in excitement. There has to come a point where you come down from excitement. Not that you're any less joyous. But you come down from that and you say, what I did, amen, and what I am currently doing is still going to make an impact. Well, what do you do when you're in that pause? You realize I'm posturing myself. Church, what are we doing? I'll tell you what we're doing in our today. I don't know when tomorrow is, amen. It could be 24 hours from now. It could be a week from now. It could be a month from now. Whenever that tomorrow is where we start crossing over to that promise that God has given to us. I, I don't know when that is, but I do know that what I am doing right now is making the difference for that tomorrow. That if I don't posture myself correctly, that tomorrow may never happen. Imagine for a moment if they would have shifted gears instead of putting God center place, instead of putting God in that proper position and posturing themselves for their tomorrow. Imagine if they would have done like previous generations and thought, no, I don't really know if I believe God. I bet the ark of God would have turned them around and marched them through the wilderness for another 40 years. Until there's a people that will say, God, even in the moment when it's not necessarily happening, when I don't know what's happening, you put it there. It's a pause moment. You posture yourself and you say, God, even in this moment today, I am going to position and posture myself for a better tomorrow. If we can properly utilize the pauses that God brings to us in our today, we, most, we will most certainly see the glory of God on display tomorrow. What does that mean in a literal sense? Praying today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Giving today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Worshiping today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Showing up today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Serving today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Uh, amen. Giving your all to God today is affecting the miraculous tomorrow. Uh, this is why we cannot wait until tomorrow to make decisions. Uh, we must choose to serve the Lord today so that we don't miss the connection between today's activity and tomorrow's miracle. So we don't keep pushing tomorrow's miracle to another tomorrow. Uh, I want that miracle to come whatever, whenever it can as soon as it can so I want to make sure I am postured today and not just posturing myself next week or next month or next year church our dominion potential is wrapped up in what we do today the future of ARC our vision our values our potential everything God has for us is not wrapped up in Sunday service this next Sunday it's wrapped up on a Wednesday night. It's not wrapped up in a month from now. It's wrapped up when you get up tomorrow. And tomorrow is now called today. And you make the determination, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. I, you know what? I, I, yesterday, yesterday you might have some mistakes, might have some failures. You might have been a little carnal, whatever the case may be. But you make the determination that while it is called today, I'm going to sanctify myself and posture myself before the Lord. Church, did you know that's how simple the miraculous really is? It's when a people determine that in the current moment they are living in, the current season they're living in, to posture themselves 
it makes miracles happen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Would you pray all across this house? Come on, let's pray. I feel like the Lord has been speaking to us about potential, many great things of faith, and I believe every bit of that's going to happen. Amen, church. But I just came to give us some, some literal answers on how it's going to happen. It starts today. God, revival doesn't start next week or next month. Revival starts right now in this altar. I want to open up this altar. Would you come for a couple minutes? Would you pray? Amen. People praying through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Starts. Amen. When nobody's praying in the altar for the Holy Ghost. It starts when the church comes and starts praying in the altar for, amen, people to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Revival. Amen. Starts when you and your family make the determination, we're going to serve God today. Uh, amen. It starts a vortex and a magnetic amen, that allows people, amen, to make the decision, we too are going to serve the Lord. Somebody pray in this house. Come on, let's pray all across this building just for a couple minutes. Miracles are going to happen tomorrow. But it's going to happen because we have made the determination today. We have made decisions today. We are going to see everything God has promised to us. And God, we're going to sanctify and posture ourselves before a holy God today. We're going to get our mind right today. Come on, church, let's pray for a couple minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, when the celebrations come and the shouting comes, God, I, I, I want to start that today. I, I want to start the celebration today. I want to make the determination to set the atmosphere today. God, I want to affect my tomorrow, but it starts today. Come on, somebody, let's pray. In Jesus. at church today. Today I say yes. Today I say yes. Come on church, you know why we're going to have revival? Because there's people on a Wednesday night that are saying yes today. It's going to create a vortex for other people tomorrow to say yes. Compounding to miracles tomorrow. 
Jesus. Come on, church, let's pray for just a couple minutes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, church. There's many people that wonder, is what I'm doing or who I am valuable is what I'm doing right now valuable is it is it is it making a difference and I've come with an emphatic yes it is always making a difference it, it could be making the difference positively or negatively what you do today right now in this season called today is making eternal impacts tomorrow this is why we can't waste one moment in God's presence with God's people. Because it's in those moments you never know. It, it, you know, it's kind of like this. Not everybody thinks in these terms. I understand not everybody's mathematical or they think that way. But you, you, you notice there's people that pray on the week. It's called the dollar store. God bless the dollar store for all you that love the dollar store. But you know what they're really doing is praying on the week because they don't realize the value of a dollar parents were that way, and I'm not saying you can't go to the dollar store. Please understand me. And I'm not saying you're weak if you go to the dollar store, so please understand me. I'm talking about that at the end of the checkout line, there's always a candy bar for 50 cents. And when you go through there, they want you to think this way. Well, it's just 50 cents. What they won't tell you is what that 50 cents could become. What they won't tell you is that dollar compounded over 30 years of interest even as you keep putting that dollar away, what it could really become. And the devil has tricked some people into thinking, I'll waste my today because it's not that big of a deal. But it's the decisions that, that it's just one degree of decisions that you make in a today that you end up 30 years down the road a spiritual billionaire, right? Because you said yes to God 30 years ago. Now, maybe it'll make you a real billionaire. Who knows? But you make those decisions, and it compounds. And the next day that's called today, you say yes to God. You posture yourself again. I don't know at what point the miracle happens. I don't know at what point the tomorrow is. But I do know that if people will not posture themselves for the miracle, they will not receive the miracle. Go through the Bible. You won't, people are not full of unbelief, all this different thing. It doesn't happen. Jesus goes through a, a town. They bring all the sick people, elder, all of them. But only a couple get healed. What happened? What's the difference? I have no doubt there were some that for all that time 
were posturing themselves like the man at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, posturing himself, God, I want to see a miracle. God, I want to see a miracle. It was called today. Nothing was happening today, but he said one day, one day, one day. I'm going to see it, but I'm going to see that one day because of today. Amen. What could happen if we just made it up in our minds? God, every day called today. I'm going to position and posture myself, amen, so that my tomorrow can be better, amen. Whether that's in the realm of the physical or that's the realm of the spiritual, God, I'm going to pray, amen, that I can see miracles and signs and wonders, and I'm going to pray in such a way today, amen, that tomorrow, it's not just a possibility, but it's a reality. I'm going to live for God today so that tomorrow is better than today. I'm going to live for God in such a way that miracles are realities. Church, every time we meet, what are we doing? We are saying, God, today we're making a determination. There is revival. Not there's coming, not there will. We're making a determination because revival doesn't happen or come tomorrow. It comes today when decisions are made. Let's lift up our hands one more time and let's pray as we are dismissed. God, we love you. We thank you today. While it is called today, we have made the decision we are going to serve God. We're going we're gonna to serve you with our whole heart. We're going to serve you with our whole mind. Uh, God, that every bit of action, every bit of faith, every bit of activity in the spirit, uh, God, it is changing the atmosphere for tomorrow. Uh, God, when we change the degrees in the church today, it's making a warmer church tomorrow. Uh, and God, the same is true in our spirit. Uh, we're just turning up the heat in our spirit so we can see miracles, signs, and wonders. God, there's no telling what's going to happen this weekend because of what we have done tonight in our decisions. I pray God bless us. Give us your favor and bring us back tomorrow. Bring us back in the tomorrow with miracles, signs, and wonders, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Live for God today to affect your tomorrow. God bless you in Jesus' name.